You're now listening to The Neighbors You Never Talk To by Culture Real, a podcast where people come to learn more about the cultures living around them. So I just want to start off uh, by learning a little bit about what your backstory is uh, with hip-hop. When when did you first start getting into hip-hop? Oh, all right. Dope, dope. Peace, y'all. Just checking in. Let's see, when I think about my first backstory with hip-hop, it came even before I was really born, to be honest. Uh, my father was uh, a Brooklyn b-boy in New York City growing up, and uh, hip-hop was something that was infused in his life. Uh, it was everything that he did, everything that he saw around him, and uh, that's what I grew up in, right? My father just grew up dancing, etc., and it's actually how I got my name. Um, my father growing up, my father's name is Jose William Lopez, but when he was uh, dancing and just doing his own thing in the streets, uh, he became a five percenter, which is an organization that's correlated with heavy influences of hip hop culture. Warren uh, Hill, Nas, Busta Rhymes, uh, Run DMC, a variety of other hip hop artists have affiliations with uh, Rakim, uh, have affiliations with five percenters. And uh, when my father became a five percenter, he uh, his five center name was Justice Divine Allah, uh, Justice to the Most High, and that's how he got his name, and that's actually where I, I got my name from. So when I think about like where hip hop, my my lineage with hip hop kind of starts, it, it really starts before I was even born. And then, man, when I was just growing up, it would be everything from uh, kicking ciphers to running in a workout when we were all just like running down streets to kicking on city block ciphers and just kind of having some good times and and and. and Telling our narratives and stories through through rapping or or just taking pencils out in the middle of class, man, when we're bored, <laughs> just making beats and uh, <laughs> just having just having a fun time. Like it, it was a type of ingenuity. It was a type of ingenuity. When I think about that, that's what hip hop is. It's a it's a it's a culture. Um, it's a way of being. It's a lifestyle. It, it transcends so many different uh, regions and geographical aspects. Uh, so that's kind of like where it starts for me, um, in, in kind of like my my space. Right. Who 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 were some of the earliest people you remember being introduced to, taking interest in in hip hop? Was it people maybe that your dad introduced you to, or people that you just came to know on your own? But who who were some of your early influences or interests, inspirations in hip hop? Yeah, no doubt. So growing up, my father would bump. To a lot of different forms of uh, a breakdance music, and breakdance music is one of the elements of hip hop. So when I think about that, um, it has a lot of cultural connections to it, with like island influences and drums and beats and heavy forms of that, which I've always gravitated towards. But when I think about the, the, the music that my, my father would play, um, Planet Rock and Soul Sonic Force, the Bongo Bands, these type of like historical types of like artists um that that would that would play zulu nation these are all like old school hip-hop artists but i didn't really necessarily like know their names like that i just like to dance to the music i i really started to like tune in i guess more to tap into like the lyricism aspect of hip-hop when i started to get into middle school uh high school man lupe fiasco bro was the first artist that i listened to that i was like yo this dude is, is some wild dope stuff and it was a kick push bro which was wild Kick Push, Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor. I fell in love with that like album, man, and the way in which the narratives and stories are told. So then it's just kind of grown since then. I've always taken an appreciation for what 
some people call like the golden era of hip hop, like the early nineties with like Ice T and Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and a lot of these like old school like hip hop artists. But in the context of the new school man, I mean, I I, I love the flow, the melody, the intonation, the ability to deliver messages of of artists like J Cole, man, and Kendrick. I think they're they're like these classic artists of like the classic nineties of like Biggie and Tupac. They're like this like modern day rendition of our time man so i'm just so thankful um to have them but also other people like like chance and common bro and jay and i mean the list goes on and on in the context of of um of artists per se but i think one artist that really kind of got me into it man was was, uh, was lupe fiasco that's funny man i actually i love lupe too as a kid i uh great album food and liquor kick push I still know all the words to that song to this day. So <laughs> funny that, funny that was an influential song for for you too. But it 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 seems like you know around the time maybe that album came out, Lupe Fiasco, you started to 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 recognize that hip hop was more than than just music, it was more than just a genre yeah. of music. That there was storytelling components to it. There was maybe a sense of community around it. Um, yeah. So when 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 did you first kind of start to to recognize that and what were some of the realizations you had about hip hop being something bigger than just music? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so growing up, man, I just, it was just music that I was exposed to, right? Like it was something that was played at my crib. Homies would listen to it. Like, I just thought it was just that music. I didn't start to see it something more into like this cultural, like aspect. until honestly, man, until I got out of high school and I started to get into college and I started to learn more about, like myself, identity, origins, et cetera. I was studying education and studying to become a teacher. And I, I would come across particular forms of uh, educators like Chris Emden and Dr. Bettina Love that spoke about hip hop being a pivotal form of identity development in like communities. And I was like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is like something that's like, I, I, I live, I, I believe this. What are they speaking of? And it really took me to like this lens. So when I first started to get into college, I'd say like my freshman year, I started to learn about how like hip hop is, is this, is, is the culture of the people. And it's, and it's composed of and people debate how many elements, but it's composed of five elements. And the core element is this element of the MC, the storyteller. How are you telling your story? How are you having that story being able to be understood by other individuals? And that storytelling element goes to the 70s and the cultural aspects of what people were going through in the Bronx and how MCs had this responsibility to tell their story. And that connects to so many aspects of community that I was feeling like I was gravitating towards in college, man. How, how can somebody tell their story and navigate that? But then I also learned that it was, it was much more than just like the MC and the storytelling and the, the, the artist or, or what's seen as the MC, like a Lupe Fiasco. It was, it, was, it was about DJing too. It was like the second, the second elements like DJing and the DJ has the responsibility to keep the, the momentum, the flow of the community going, playing the music, overlaying with the MC to allow the MC to be able to craft their narratives and words. And I'm like, yo, the DJ played such an important role in so many different aspects in college, right? Like when you go to a dope party, man, the biggest thing is like music, <laughs> you know, you're like, how are people <laughs> rocking with that? But even on a more mm -hmm. metaphorical level, man, the DJ builds community by selecting different things that people are going to be moving towards and what's in your catalog. But then I also would learn other elements of it too, that like hip hop is kinesthetic, man. So like being able to move, like break dancing and b-boying and b-girling, man, these people being able to like 
dance and tell their story through movement, not even having to say anything. Uh, people telling their story through graffiti and street art. And so like I was just, I gravitated towards that type of community in college and growing up just seeing taggers and people doing their own thing, which my father was. And then I saw this larger cultural aspect of significance with like the fifth element, which is ultimately uh, knowledge and knowledge of self. And that's when I really started to see like hip hop be like so much more than just like an artist or an MC. And I was like, I started to see all these different elements come into play. And at the core of those elements, man, it's about knowledge of self. And that's what I was searching for. And that's what I'm still searching for, to be honest. I'm still cultivating that knowledge of self. And I'm still learning about how that is infused with particular communities and how that's understood throughout the world. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's phenomenal. When you, you said you were studying education. When you, you know, when, when you then went on to begin a career in education, did you try to influence uh, I'm sorry, did you try to incorporate elements of hip-hop or aspects of hip-hop in kind of what your approach to education was in the classroom? Yeah, no doubt. That's a great question. So I think about, like, what people teaching is all about, like, modeling and being your authentic self. If you're not your authentic self within teaching, people sense that inauthenticity, and people don't, people don't rock with you, right? That's another form of hip-hop, hip-hop being authentic, trying to be your true authentic self. And it's the same thing with teaching, man. Like, young people can smell, young people can, Young people gravitate towards authenticity and they can realize when somebody's not their authentic self, but they can also realize like what things that they don't rock with. So when I, when I was, when I thought about like teaching and how to incorporate that within my teaching practices, I just naturally gravitated towards like, well, what do people, what do people, what, what, what sets me alive? What sets me on fire? What makes me come alive? And that's, that's words, man. That's poetry. That's music. That's art. So I would always try to incorporate that within my teaching practices. Um, so while I was studying, I'd always gravitate towards like open mics to go on campus and be able to find open mics. They were like a form of therapy for me, man. Like hearing people break down these really complex topics around identity, self-value, uh, de depression, happiness, joy, uh, 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 family situations that they were going through. It was like a church, bro. Like going to an open mic was like literally a church. Like each person was like a pastor preaching a sermon that no other person had the ability to, to preach but them. And I was like, yo, let me bring this into the classroom. So then I would bring that same type of stuff into the classroom, man. I would host open mics. I would create prompts in which young people would reflect upon their personal experiences and then tell their narrative and truth. I would host Freestyle Fridays where I'd give different types of words relating to everything from like geography to like rebellion and all this other kind of stuff. And then infuse that, man, to infuse it to the young people, what they would come about and be alive with. We'd, We'd host open mics, not even just within like our classroom, and we'd bring it to the community and do community open mics. Um, we we would fuse in ways in which of crafting like a a, a a DJ and like how in which DJs are more than just like mute like music being played over a particular track and selecting songs. It got to the point where like when I was teaching in Manchester, I ended up to create a uh, my, my own class called Rhythm of the World that was focused around that. And then uh, when I transferred over to the Bronx, I wanted to try something new. So I created a hip hop class called For the Culture. And in that class, man, For the Culture, it was an entire class based upon the elements of hip hop. And our final culminating project activity was a mixtape. And the mixtape was called Hip Hop Heals. And our question was, does hip hop have the power to heal? And we broke down different concepts relating to, to mental health, anxiety, depression, loss, joy, et cetera 
and we, we further explored through different forms of, of, of the elements that I mentioned before, uh, young people being able to break down different concepts of what they were going through in their life. So we would watch like video interviews of like Kendrick Lamar and Chief Keith, like talking about how like they meditate before they like engage upon like writing bars. But then we also like deconstruct different um, hip hop artists too, like Janelle Monae when she dropped like Dirty Computer Man. Like I, I gained a whole new appreciation for her. We would watch and deconstruct her entire video. Like for a whole week, I just stopped what I was doing in the Bronx because like some young people were like, "Yo, Lopez, have y'all seen Dirty Computer Janelle Monae?" And I'm like, "Yo, I don't even really know her that much. Like I gotta tap into her." And I created an entire lesson around her new who her new video series album called Dirty Computer. Which is what hip hop is. Hip hop is about remixing. So like it 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 all connects to that larger form of like, okay, how do I become like my authentic self in teaching? Like word, okay, remixing, being my authentic self, kinesthetic, getting young people moving in the classroom like B boys, DJing, incorporating music, telling their authentic story and narrative like an MC, getting some artistic expression in there, tapping into the artistic elements to allow young people to feel like their authentic self man because school can feel like a prison bro school can feel like this place where people feel like they're not valued that they feel less than and hip-hop is the culture of the youth if we think about the most consumed global culture throughout the world unequivocally it's hip-hop hip-hop is billion trillion dollar industry it's influenced all aspects to teaching politics policy i mean you name it so when i think about how that has formed my teaching like identity. Um, yes, I tried, I incorporated the elements of like all that I mentioned before, but it was also more than that. It's, it's, it's what's referred to as hip hop sensibility. And, and what is hip hop sensibility in teaching? It's your ability to relate to the audience in front of you and, and perfect what's known as the remix. And the remix is just being flexible, like being able to adapt, being able to incorporate, make something out of nothing. Like that's a hip hop sensibility. Like in the Bronx in the 70s, they literally made something out of nothing. They would take electricity from light poles to power a subspeaker and have block parties while there was burning buildings behind them in the Bronx. I mean, it was like literally like nothing around them. And they were like, yo, we're going to make something out of nothing. And in teaching, that's what I always refer to. I'm like, yo, as a teacher, like I'm going to make something out of nothing. Whether, this, whether it's in this building, whether it's in this classroom, whether if it's a student who has a low self-esteem about themselves, they feel like they are nothing, we're going to make something out of that person. If, if, if it was like an empty slate, a piece of paper, nah, there's nothing on there. We're going to make something out of that. And it's a, so the, 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 the teaching essence is like this sensibility of, of hip hop sensibility. And, and that's what I try to carry. And that's what I still try to try to carry in the work that I do, but particularly in teaching and education, that's what I kind of led with. Damn, bro. I, I wish I had you as a teacher. We certainly didn't have any freestyle Fridays or beat boys in the classroom. Like, <laughs> good times, bro. That, that sounds good. Dope. I mean, that that what what was the what what what's the response? Because obviously, you know, I I've never had that experience from from other people I've met, friends, acquaintances. I've never really heard anyone else having those kind of experiences in the classroom. So it kind of sounds like this is a relatively new way of teaching that you you're introducing and experimenting with what so what's the response what's the reaction you get from from your students when you're kind of you know going through these exercises and introducing these elements to, to education no nah, no doubt man that's that's much love for that and uh similarly man i never really i never really had that either like growing up i'm like yo 
I had some teachers who did some fun stuff, but like I I realized that like I didn't fully have all of that. So I wanted to become something that I didn't have. And like the response from students, bro, I mean, it was like you would see the most disengaged students, bro, that that, that people would write off and they would become the most engaged in the class. Bro, you ask them about some aspect of hip hop and you're like, yo, uh, 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 a teacher, a person in a position of power and authority and leadership is acknowledging me, my culture and my interests. Yo, I'm about to, yo, what is this, right? And they, they start to like just tap in, bro. I'd have students who were like suspended and expelled, yo, rise up in the class and lead some of the most thought-provoking, insightful pieces of conversation in Tiger. I had ex-gang members, bro, gang members in my class, like pulling up, like, nah, yo, I'm not gonna miss Mr. Lopez in class. Like, I'm gonna go pull up. Students who are like low-level scoring, whatever that means, right? Like in the current system of like trajectory that we would have in place about how to measure students' intelligence, students who would not like measure as well in those like standard standardized basic type of assessments like SATs, SATs, ACTs, all that nonsense. Like, bro, come to class and find a love for learning. Start writing different bars and different forms of narratives to the point where like they would watch TED Talks about like hip hop or poetry or something. And they'd be like, yo, Lopez, man, I thought of this. I wanted to bring this into class. And they wasn't doing that stuff in the other classes. They was doing that like when they came into and the classes that we were in. So like I say like to spark the love of learning, man, and to spark the love of like the the goal, right? In life, oftentimes when we look at psychology, particularly the lens of education, is self actualization. And that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like at the base of that, you have like you need to meet your core fundamental elements, like getting food, getting water, shelter. Then above that, you need to have a form of sense of community, love, a feeling of contribution. And at the top part of the goal within education, but also in a society, et cetera, as a person is to reach self-actualization, figuring out what you're here for on this earth and how can you self-actualize yourself to suit your best needs, interests, et cetera, to just live the best life you can in this world and to make an impact on it. And that's what hip hop allowed for me to do within young people and young people will be able to self-actualize in other classes that they never felt that they would be able to self-actualize before. Bro, we will bring young people to New York City, man. Columbia University, Harvard, like some of the most prestigious universities in the world, teaching professors, teaching people about how to incorporate these particular principles and concepts into their classroom. Now, with all that said, there was so there's a lot of success with it. Classes that were created, young people coming into schools, decrease in suspension rates, increase in uh, reading comprehension, uh, decrease in like school students being outside in the classroom and like wandering the hallways, increase in student activity, increase in student engagement, et cetera. But with that, man, there, there are a lot of naysayers, particularly teachers, man, and that breaks my heart. And that's something that I grapple with too, that people look at this as like a, like a jig, like it's like a, like a, like a trap, like a trend, like a, like a fad, right? Like something that kind of passes around. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Or like, oh, that's just that thing, right? And teachers, there, there are people within the system that really, unfortunately, man, um, are against that. Like that are really like pushing to not have these particular elements embedded into like the school day. And, 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 and you know what it is? It's, it's people are, are blinded by the current reality that they can never imagine a new reality because all they've seen is what's been shown to them. And what's, and what's difficult is particularly in education, man, the shit is broken, bro. Like it's, it's a broken, flawed, toxic, oppressive ass system 
that disproportionately affects young black and brown kids, bro. And it's it's problematic, man. People look at it as like the new reincarnation of like prison, dude, because you just have these caste systems in school where young people are like, yo, this shit is whack. I don't want to be here. And you look at him and you're like, yo, I don't fucking blame you. Because it's just like, it's like this, it's this space that, that adult leaders have conditioned to be like that. Now, with that being said, there are a lot of adult leaders and adult allies who are trying to reimagine new possibilities of student engagement, of hip hop, the sensibilities of hip hop being engaged, et cetera. But it takes, bro, it takes, it takes courage. It takes, it takes ingenuity it takes creativity and it, it takes like it takes this belief in something bigger than ourselves and what i've seen is is that people are afraid bro people are so afraid to like take a leap and try something different particularly with an education or people are afraid about how it's going to be measured or people are afraid about how it's going to look or people are afraid about the gist of it it's this system that's limited in its own understanding and it's contributing to the further toxicity of just not being engaged in it. And I'm not saying hip hop is the end all be all that will solve all of that. But what I'm saying is incorporating hip hop sensibilities, like the different elements that I mentioned before, MCing, kinesthetic learning, b-boying, break dancing, DJing, uh, telling your story, the sensibility of the remix, the sensibility of incorporating students, personal perspectives and their culture being highlighted, man, it will help gravitate. I'm speaking primarily towards individuals and students who felt othered, who felt ostracized, who felt like outside of the school system that they would be engaged. We're not having any type of conversations about rich ass white kids growing up in like Beverly Hills. Like we're not having these types of conversations about like really affluent individuals growing up in like Greenwich. Like, or like in like, like these really rich elite spaces. And even within those rich elite spaces, bro, that's where hip hop is even consumed the most, which is really quite fascinating. So like, <laughs> what's even, what's even more so is like, yo, they need to incorporate these hip hop sensibilities into all aspects of, of a young person's educational experience. So that's where I was at with that. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the 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 issue I feel like that frustrates people so often with with you know education public education is that it's just it's, it's so bureaucratic right there's so many hurdles to get over and and just the the paradigm the thinking behind it is just so archaic and it's such a slow moving thing so just yeah. the the last question that I, I want to end with here is that you know how for example, someone like myself, you know, like I, I, I believe in, in what you're doing. I, I understand the the value in it and the appeal to it. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, my, my thinking is like, why not try something new? Like you said, there, there, there are such outdated methods that we're putting forth and, and teachers in the classroom could see that it's not engaged with, it's not, it's not landing with the students, you know, especially students of certain populations. So, you know, why, why not try something new? But, you know, what, what, what I want to end with is, how can people kind of help lend themselves to help build momentum around this movement of, of use, utilizing elements of hip hop in, in education? Like how could someone say who's like myself or, or maybe if they are an educator as well, but just in general, like what, what's ways that people can try to help and, and push this movement going forward? 
No doubt, no doubt. So where those people can learn more and, and kind of get engaged in, in the different places there is by getting involved. So one way to get involved, there's Hip Hop Ed. The Hip Hop Ed community is a nonprofit organization. Oh, I'm just a plane coming up my head. on me. One sec. It's <laughs> mad loud. <laughs> no, it's all good. One, good. <laughs> one way to get involved. Uh, so one way to learn more about something is to get involved. And, and one way to get involved in learning about hip-hop education, hip-hop ed, is to become a part of a hip-hop ed movement. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization that's been created out of Columbia University. They have Twitter chats every Tuesday at 9 o'clock. You can hop on the Twitter chat, hip-hop ed. Uh, also on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, Dr. Chris Emden, who's seen as one of the leaders within the hip-hop ed movement, uh, and does live Instagram chats where you can just kind of tune in and pop in and see what's going on. Right now, the hip-hop ed community has created a Science Genius Battle Challenge where any person, young person, adult, ally, teacher, educator, community leader, could create scientific bars or responses to COVID-19 and engage in like a challenge. So that's one way to get involved as well. Typically, Science Genius has been, um, been a space that's been reserved for like high school students studying like biology or science. But that's one way to get involved and learn a little bit more. Watch some TED Talks. I say the other great way to kind of get briefed up on some information related to TED Talks are great, small, bite-sized pieces of information to learn more about a particular topic or subject. Some TED Talks around this, I really highly recommend uh, Dr. Bettina Love, Dr. Chris Emden. Those are great ones around that. Dr. Mark Lamont Hill has some other great ones relating to that. Dr. Jeff Chang, uh, Dr. Lauren Kelly. Let's see. Those are some really great ones that I've seen thus far, like on the TED Talk, like Space. Uh, Asa Upchurch, she's a phenomenal individual at Harvard. She's leading some of the work within a Harvard Experiential Hip Hop X Lab. She has different um, conferences that she's been hosting, like digitally, that people can learn more about and, and tap into that. So you can follow her on Instagram. There's a variety of on Instagram like pages that can be found revolving from like global hip hop movements. Uh, the Harvard, the Harvard Hip Hop Experiential Lab. Dr. Lauren Kelly has created a really great center in Rutgers University called the Hip Hop Youth Research Activism, and it's all about young people just cre- creating research around education and hip hop sensibilities. So you can become an adult ally in that capacity. Follow that. You could donate to these causes. You could repost particular posters online on the story just to gain awareness about it. Um, there's there's ways in which to support students and seeing their dreams come true and having them come and attend a particular conference. Uh, is showcasing love to upcoming artists within the hip hop culture, man. Like buying artists who are uh, emerging and supporting younger artists. Like that's how Chance made it, man. I mean, he even signed to a record label or something like that. He just grossed up a particular amount of following and was able to sustain himself off to that. A lot of people are starting to do that more and more because they're realizing the importance of just like building authentic community um, within that. Trinity has an international hip hop festival every year in Hartford, Connecticut. It's the largest conference dedicated to hip hop culture in the world. It is beautiful, man. It is really, really cool. People from all backgrounds, all ages, all races, all beliefs, all creeds, all colors come together, man. And that is a great space to like come in. But right now, we know COVID 19 is social distancing so it's difficult to be able to like physically go to a place so a lot of it is trying to become digital but these are great ways to learn more and get involved oh bro sounds good i I appreciate the the information on that 